the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting for the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Jerixa is with us in Boston. Hey, Jerixa, what's up? Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. How can we help? So I was watching your show for a while, and I was starting to save and trying to get out of debt and doing all that stuff. And obviously, I do have a finance car, so I was thinking about it but not willing to. But then I had an insurance problem, and they realized, or I realized, that I had points on my license a lot. So my insurance went up to 600 um, a month, plus my car now up to like 450 Your insurance went up to over. 600 a month? Yes. Why? Um, why? Um, I have five points on my license that I didn't realize until I updated my license on my insurance. Okay. Wow. So now the penalty is 35 months for it. Um, so I have that, and then I have my car payment, which I know was kind of stupid. It was it's four fifty. So my idea was to get rid of the car because uh-huh. my schools are distant where I can walk them, um, and then get an. The only issue is I work in my car. I do Uber, but I just feel like it's not worth it anymore. So it would make more sense for me to get a real job or something else, I guess. Um, and I won't have a car, though, but I have the T station across from my house, like right there. I so think you have a great option. plan. I, guess, I think that's a great yeah, plan. I guess, I guess my question is how, what to, like, how to go about it. I do have, I've, I don't know if it's taken advantage or, but I do live in like Section 8 housing and I have a lot of like government assistance, so I know. The goal will be to move up and away. So I do have a few options. And I guess that was my question. Do I lower my rent and take two part-times and then start career searching and, you know, figure how, out what I want to do you? for how 27? And then I have two kids. I'm a single mom of two kids. And I'm 27. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you got your hands full, kiddo. Okay. Yeah, so, so, or do all right. I listen. Let's, let's back up. Let's, whoa, 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 whoa! Stop, stop, stop. Let's back up. Okay. One of the you're asking really, really good questions. After you got this really stern wake up call from your insurance company, uh, and you're, it, it's kind of shook you, and you're you're really relooking everything, and that's very wise. That's very smart. So the one of the things I learned many, many years ago, I read a piece of research that said that. Rich people, when they're making decisions, think about how it's going to affect them 20 years from today. Poor people think about how it's going to affect them Friday. Mm-hmm. And I've been both, by the way. I've been the, thank God it's Friday, oh God, it's Monday, barely, barely hanging on by my fingernails where you are right now. And so what I learned to do is I said, if I want to be rich people, rich people don't make decisions because uh, that way because they're rich. They're rich because they make decisions that way. And so what we want to do is increase the planning window. And so when I 
run into someone in your case, and you're a very inspiring young woman. I think you're going to really be somebody someday. I want to ask myself, 10 years from today, where do I want to be, and which of these decisions take me there? Because if you're not careful, you make short-term decisions which keep you in a short-term situation. If you make long-term decisions, let me tell you what almost always happens. They're almost always painful now and awesome later. Short-term decisions are almost always awesome right now, but painful later because I'm stuck. Does that make sense to you? Yes. So what's the best career path for you that makes you have an amazing life 20 years from today? And what are the steps along that ladder that are there? And what's the first step of that? Even if it's a, a painful step or something you don't want to do right now, and it feels icky right now, but by, you know, by, uh, by summer, we'll start to see the light a little bit. And then by the next summer, really start to see the light a little bit and so on. And so, you know, an example of that is, uh, Uber is a, is a, is a valid good side hustle it's not a real good long-term career play agreed uh, yes i finally agree with that yeah so <laughs> no. i mean e- even if your car even if your car insurance hadn't gone up you don't want to be if you're 27 now you don't want to be a 57 year old uber driver in, in flying yeah. cars or whatever right but i mean it, it's that that's not a good long-term play so what is our long-term play what do we want to be and what are the steps to get there what must be true about you and your life that's not true about you and your life today to get you there. And when Sharon and I went broke and lost everything and we had a little baby and a toddler and we were so scared we couldn't breathe and the electricity got cut off and the water got cut off because I didn't pay the bill because I didn't have any money, I had to stop and think, A, I got to get those turned back on, but B, what do I do so that I'm never here again? And I started asking myself those questions and that's how a lot of the principles on this show were born so we've got three issues on on the table today we need to make decisions about with a long-term mindset career housing and transportation yes okay long term riding the subway or the bus is not going to make you wealthy that's right short term it might enable you to save up and pay cash for a two thousand dollar car and your insurance won't be much on a two thousand dollar car okay So maybe we do that for a little while. Long-term, living in subsidized housing obviously is not going to make you wealthy. But short-term, it might give you the footing to take some steps towards getting out, right? Yes. So we start setting some dates and stuff in front of us of where we're going to go from there. Yeah. You know, Jerixa, the situation that you're in, I, I relate to in some ways. And there's something about kind of feeling rock bottom right? You feel like you're at the bottom, but now the way to go is up, right? There, you know, necessity truly is the mother of invention and sit down, like Dave said, and really start looking through, okay, what can I do? I want to give you uh, Ken Coleman's uh, paycheck to purpose and start thinking through, all right, what can I do with myself career wise? What will that look like with childcare and really start putting this? I don't want it floating around in your mind. I want you writing these things down on paper and creating a clear plan hey, for hey, what Kato, you're going to do. Before next. I let you go, let me right quick. I'm going to jump in on you, Jade. I'm going to give you so much stuff. It's going to be unbelievable because I think you're awesome. And mm-hmm. I want you to go do everything we tell you to do. 
I'm going to put you in Financial Peace University. We're going to sign you up for Ken Coleman's career assessment. We're going to send you his book on Paycheck to Purpose that Jade was talking about. We're going to send you my book, uh, Total Money Makeover. I want you to work six extra jobs. I want you to stay in that place right now and get you a $2,000 car. By one year from today, I want you out of there, and I want you in a decent full-time job taking you towards your career, your short-term steps to get to your long-term goals. Hold on. We'll pick up. We're going to give you $1,000 worth of stuff right there, kiddo, but do everything we said. And call us back and let us know how it goes. Question coming in about taxes. Oh, we get it. Taxes are confusing. But to help you get a better handle on them, let's unpack a question from one of our listeners. Can you explain how capital gains tax works? Yes. There are two types of income tax, mainly in America. Uh, A classic, what we call ordinary income, which is your income tax. And then there's a gain on an asset, like a share of stock, a piece of real estate. Your gain is what it goes up in value over what you paid for it with a few adjustments, but that's basically it. That is a capital gain. You're gain you've gained capital on this. So you buy a piece of land for $100,000 and you sell it for $150,000 after expenses. You net $50,000. That is your capital gain. Uh, if you make under $450,000 married filing jointly, your capital gains tax rate is only 15%. It's even less if you have a small income, and it's 20% if you make over 450. But it's still less than ordinary income. Uh, well, can be less than ordinary income. So, uh, gen- generally is. So, uh, if you it, you know, certain assets can be exempt from capital gains taxes altogether. For instance, your personal residence, you can make up to a half a million dollars married filing jointly. 250 is a single. Uh, on that, if you've owned the property for two years or longer, you have zero taxes on that. So I recently sold a home uh, uh, 18 months ago, and the half a million dollar gain was tax-free. You don't have to buy another house with it. It's just free. You can buy another house with it, but you don't have to. In the old days, you had to buy another house, even mm. on your personal residence, but that's all changed now. So for online software that includes all major federal forms with low upfront pricing and no hidden fees, Check out Ramsey Smart Tax for additional support. If you've got a complicated return, uh, check out Ramsey Trusted Tax Pros, like one of our endorsed local providers. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax, and you can learn more. RamseySolutions.com slash tax. All right, Connor's in Cincinnati. Hey, Connor, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Great. Yeah. So my wife and I are recently uh, debt free outside of our mortgage. Good. And my question is, yeah, thank you. My question is regarding my company's employee stock purchase plan and whether, whether it would be wise to invest in that as part of the 15% that goes into retirement or possibly even like a shorter term around seven to eight years. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. I would no. invest the 15% into mutual funds. Because single stock and your company stock, I don't know what company you work for, but it's more risk to put basically all of your eggs in one basket as opposed to spreading them around like you would do in mutual funds. Yeah, if you're going to okay. do, if you're going to buy company stock or any single stock, I would only do it after your home is paid for, and that would be baby step okay. seven activity. Now, let's say we're over there and let's look at your situation. 
Okay. By law, they are discounting the stock in an employee purchase 15%, correct? Correct. Yeah. And um, so it, let's say you're putting 15% of your income into retirement, baby step four, you're taking care of your kid's college five, you paid off your house six. So now we're sitting at baby step seven. Do I want to play with this stock since I'm getting a 15% discount? You might. You might. You don't want more than 10% of your net worth total in single stocks because single stocks are a lot more risk. And to prove that, Connor, here we'll, here's what would be interesting. I don't even know your company name, okay, and I don't want to know. So or I might in a minute. We'll see. But right, right now I don't. <laughs> to, to make this statement, I don't need to know, know your company name. Go back and look. You pull it up. Pull up your company stock on the Internet and look at a chart that shows the 52-week high and 52-week low you likely will see a swing greater than 15% between the two in the yeah, last, in the last year. Right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a pretty large drop right now in the last year. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, they, sometimes they shoot up, sometimes they shoot down, but even a very stable name brand, uh, company like a home Depot that we all know the name of or something, it's not unusual. It would be unusual for it to not vacillate as your possible high or your possible low. So my point being is the 15% discount might just be enough to cover your losses. That's a good point. In the coming year. And so the volatility of the single stock is represented there and tells you why we don't play single stocks. I don't own any. I don't own a one. Uh, and, and so that that's, you know, Jade's right. I, I'm going to stay away from it until you get to baby step seven. And even then, don't think that the 15% is special. It's all company stock is that way. Every, everybody that has a company stock purchase plan, it's 15% discount. And uh, unless it's a small, closely held company and they've got a different thing, but I'm talking about publicly traded, big board, uh, New, York, you know, New York Stock Exchange type stocks, that's what it's going to be. And you're probably going to find your 52-week high and low to be the distance between those two to be greater than 15%. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And then if you're, so, you know, it's just, if you got a real itch there, you want to scratch, put a little money in it after you're in baby step seven, but you're really not, it's not knocking it out of the park. Oh, I got a 15% discount. I made money before I started. No, that's my point. You didn't probably. All right. Ryan is with us in Mayfield, Kentucky. Ryan, what's up? Hey, no, uh, good afternoon, Jaden, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Um, so I have a question about, um, about the budget. Uh, I've changed, well, it's been about two years now. From teaching, I taught for nine years and got a monthly check. It was easy to figure out monthly expenses and plan. But now I'm farming, and I get paid five times a year. Um, it's regular. It's kind of predictable five times a year. But I'm having trouble. It's about 70 days, I think, per paycheck or something like that. And I'm having trouble planning when I write myself a check now, you know, from the farm, What, how, how to figure out what expenses to cover. Do I... Do I kind of do a a budget for every what two and a half months? Or I'm trying to figure out the logistically the best way to plan for that. Yeah, the first thing is farming is a business, and so you're running a business as a separate checking account. Now, once you yeah, paid yeah, your expenses yeah. at the business, your net profit is what you can take home. So when right. you get a crop that comes in, you got to clear your you got to clear your stuff, right? And then right. What, yeah. what's left. And what you don't need to replant and so on is what you can take home. Now, once you take right. that home, then you say, we need X number of dollars, $5,000 a month, $7,000 a month, whatever it is yes. to yes. to be, exist. And then you just pay, 
you know, you just pay yourself $5,000 a month out of the business account. Okay. Well, so, yeah, so I have how much we need and what our expenses are, and we're good on as far as um, it's about five times a year, but we do about maybe uh, $12,000 each time, and we're good on the farm, and that pays our bills. But it's it's the planning ahead of time for 70 days, like using the app, like the logistics of saying, because we pay ourselves each so, is, a, is a poultry flock. Keep, 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 the mon- yeah, keep the money in the business account. And yeah. pay yourself a monthly pay check. Yeah, just give yourself okay. the five thousand dollars once a month. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So instead of paying at the end of the flock when the farm gets paid, just go ahead and divide that monthly and pay myself twelve times a year instead of a five well, times a year. Yeah, that's what I would do. It's easier okay. to keep yeah, up with. Yeah, that, that that's probably because otherwise, I mean, because you're controlling you're controlling a hundred percent of both accounts. There's no other mm-hmm. players, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do have a, a business partner, uh, 25% on the farm, but I'm still controlling the money. I just cut him that disbursement. Then you, you know, may want to just set aside a separate personal account and chunk 70 days worth of monthly rate in there. Let's let's just call it 90 days worth. Put three months in there. Yeah. And then pay your, okay. and then just divide it, you know, take out a third, a third, a third, and then do it again. Yeah, because looking at the monthly bills, it's like, well, okay, we it's about three thousand a month is kind of what we need, but it's like, well, if it's two and a half months, it's like, do I write myself, you know, yeah. nine thousand dollars, you know? That's where I was having trouble with the logistics on planning that, like with the budget. Yeah, it helps to have a separate account. I, I probably would open a third it, account. It I'd probably is. open okay. a third account separate from the business or separate from your checking and say, okay, I'm going to move this money because it helps me to visually go. All right, I just got paid for the month yes. of March. I just got paid for the month of April. Yeah, and I'm taking it out of there. He doesn't need to move three months of money into his personal checking account and try to keep from spending. Keep it. from spending yeah, it for three be, months. That's that a terrible be, idea. That's a problem. Yeah. Good, good question, man. Thank you for joining us. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Brock and Rachel are with us. They are on the debt-free stage right here in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey. Welcome. Where do y'all live? In Houston. Houston, Texas. Welcome yes. to Nashville. Thank How you. much debt have you paid off? Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> How long did this take? Five years, sixty right. months to the day. Wow, awesomeness! And what was your income range during that time? Uh, started about one sixty and ended about two twenty. <laughs> wow, that's incredible! What kind of debt was this that you paid off? Oh, let me tell you, a lot of ignorance. <laughs> Are you getting out the list out of your pocket? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Let's this, hear this it. This is a five-year list that we kept. Oh my goodness! It was two homes, credit cards. Um, a loan to buy her a wedding band, mm-hmm. uh, a new HVAC system for our house, mm-hmm. a new car, some floors, all kinds Just of living life. You were normal. Oh, yeah. yeah, normal. Just, normal, Just normal, like everybody normal, else. Normal, normal, normal. Wow. So what was the wake-up call 60 exact months ago? We got married. Oh. Um, we came. We both came into marriage with different amounts of debt, and mm-hmm. we just realized that that's not what we wanted to build our marriage on, and we wanted to have more fun. Yeah. Mm. So... I yeah. love that. Our our church decided to bring you on a board for FPU, and ah. and sure enough, the light went off at that point. And Very cool. What church did you go to? Second Baptist. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, we had a big deal there. Yes, yes. sir. Yes, yes sir. we were there. Yeah, very good. <laughs> good for y'all. So that, that 
that church doing Financial Peace University church wide got you guys plugged in. Absolutely. And about the time that you wanted to be anyway. Yes, yes sir. We were so, dating at the time. Right. And so we were actually in separate small groups, um, but having really good conversations on afterwards of what we wanted our life to look like if we got married. And so that was our. How much training. later were you married after that? Less than a year. Yeah. Okay. Oh. It was real quick. Yep. But I will be honest with you. It took about a year before I finally got mad enough to actually do something the right way. I okay. was going to ask, were you both immediately on board or was somebody? So she was. She was. You were the reluctant one. I'm the spender. So, you know, ah. hey, I want to keep buying. Oh, okay. So how did you, how'd you whoop that out of him, Rachel? I didn't. Um, I did it with a lot of conversations. My parents um, did Financial Peace University. And so they gave me the book, I think in college, if not right after. And I was like, this is cute, but I'm good. And it wasn't until we realized that we were having to deal with debt and deciding what we were going to do with our money. And if we were going to be dictated by our debt, or if Mm. we were actually going to prepare a life for our kids one day that we wanted. And so it really was doing it. Um, together that we decided like we have to do this but then a year later it came down to I don't know what huge hit happened oh it I looked at her and she's about three months away from giving birth to our first son and I said this ain't happening no more yeah Yeah. oh the baby coming that does that's a wake-up call yes Yes. ding ding yeah Mm -hmm. this just got real oh yeah yeah yeah, and I'm not going to saddle her and I'm surely Mm -hmm. not going to saddle him with my ignorance right there you go so we fixed it quick yeah I love that so Way you, to go, you guys. This well, is amazing. Right. Yeah, and not, you know, I, I told her the other, uh, probably back in November, uh, it got pretty tough there at the end. As you can imagine, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, but that tunnel seems to get longer and longer. Yeah. And uh, we just did a few numbers, and we realized we had a really good income, but mm-hmm. we were only living on $50,000 a year. Wow. Everything went mm-hmm. to the debt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you mean you can actually live on less than you make <laughs> and we did and it was tough because you know our friends they live high on the hog and yeah. that, we thought we were weird well, we were now that you know ramsey was weird but it is we we felt like we were missing out and now i wouldn't change it for the world yeah. you were missing yeah. out yeah. you were you were missing out on stupid yes yeah. <laughs> and i was a teacher um well before done, i stayed yeah. home with our boys and so i always thought well i don't have the income to do this i don't have enough money to save or enough money to truly get out of debt and it wasn't until we realized like how much money we were actually spending that we didn't have mm. that i could have done that years before mm. and so that's one thing i regret not doing it sooner yeah and mm-hmm. I've, I've told her a number of times you know I've, i wish i wouldn't have been that stupid prior to knowing her and mm-hmm. settling her with my yeah, well, we all decisions. we all got that mm-hmm. in our rearview mirror sure. that's okay that's okay. The trick is the change. The trick is the transformation, which oh, you've yeah. both gone through. So did you say this is house and everything? Yes, sir. Yes. Wait, oh, y'all are so oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> on, on December 30th, her, the two boys, all four of us walked into Wells Fargo and said, get out of my house. Okay. <laughs> Broke up. <laughs> I love it. And we had all the bankers come out and they said, this isn't normal. I said, good, because yeah. I ain't never coming back. <laughs> so how long has it been since you made that final mortgage payment? It is one month, month. today. Ooh, mm-hmm. so you're feeling it now. You're starting to feel that good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What's it your is- first big thing y'all are going to do? Coming here. Th- this is oh, it. I mean, this was really. our trip. I mean, after this, yeah. Oh, gosh, after this. 
do for, more. You, you, do you more. don't have any payments. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, Actually, one thing that we talked about when we were redoing our budget of, okay, how much we want to put towards savings. Mm-hmm. Like this is our new income. We don't have debt. How much we want to do. And we realized that we really want to put that money back into savings mm-hmm. um, to buy him a car soon because he's driving one of those reliable old cars. 13 years old. Yeah, you <laughs> need to you get go. another car. Yeah. So want that. Um, but we also wanted to put a line in our budget of just giving, mm-hmm. of being able to like pay for someone's meal, yeah. you know, or buy groceries for somebody and not feel like, well, now we don't have that money to do something. And so right. we put a line item in our budget of just being able to spoil other people. Because, Random acts of kindness. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. both of our parents did an amazing job of teaching us the joy that you get from giving. Good. And I think that's what I'm most excited yeah. about going forward to the next five, 10 years. It's like the best is yet to come for our boys um, of like the life that we get to do with them, but then how we get to teach them to be generous. You yeah. teach we, them to hear God whisper yes. and say, take care of that lady yes. over there. Yeah, exactly. we, we actually have a thing we say, I read it in a book and it's look for the God winks along the way. Yeah, mm. oh, that's Love good. That. That's good. That's yeah. a good word. Yeah. Well done, y'all. Thank well you. done. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. How's it feel to be completely free? <laughs> really good. I was telling him it's, this trip has been hard because I'm so used to counting pennies and like, well, are we on are we on our budget? Have we spent too much? And and it's been nice just to relax and enjoy our income. Mm. So that's yeah. been fun. Yeah, it's it's fun to to know we're okay. To know mm-hmm. I'm not going to make her hurt mm. by doing something a little too much or a little too little and. Mm-hmm. I will tell you the last month was really tough at work and then to walk in January 2nd and say, I don't care what happens. I'll go push carts around at Lowe's and be just as happy now because I don't have to pay anybody anymore. Changes the way you work. Changes the motivation behind what you do. I'm there because I want to be there now. Yeah. Yeah, You got a choice now. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Well done, y'all. Thank you. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Doing it together. I think if we hadn't have been on the same page and had the same vision, it wouldn't have happened. And I was I was lucky enough that I had parents that introduced me to this whole concept before. Um, but then I had a sweet friend, Kelly, that through our single days of all of the weddings and all the bridesmaids dresses that we had to buy and all of that she was the one that would eat before we would go out to eat and she would eat chips and salsa and that's it because that was not in her budget that month and it gave me the support of like someone else is doing it I can do it too Mm -hmm. and so I would just say to find someone to do it with because then you don't feel like you're on an island you're doing it together yeah you know and for me when I said it took about a year till I got mad and it's it's the age old adage that everyone has said I got sick and tired of being sick and tired Mm. Mm-hmm. Decided to draw a line in the sand. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, Change changes. your life. Yep. Way to go, y'all. Thank you. Way to go. Hey, we've got a, the Live and Give bundle for you, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, the Total Money Makeover book, and another Financial Peace University membership. That'll help you with your generosity plan. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to yes, give sir. those and catch somebody and get them going, get them motivated, moving in your mm-hmm. – uh, they can have the same story you've had or their version of right. your story. So yes, way to go, y'all. Thank you. While we come down here, you're inspiring. Very, very well done. Brock and Rachel, Houston, Texas, 500000 paid off in 60 months. That's five years for those of you that are counting. And they did that 100% house and everything. Yes. yes. No payments Mm-mm. anywhere. Woo. 160000 to 200000 income living on 50. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Ready? Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free. Debt yeah. I don't know where those people live. They have paid for cars and a paid for house. Next door to you. That's where they live. This is the Ramsey Show.
Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Alexander is in Philadelphia. Hi, Alexander. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate your time. Sure. What's up? Um, so I want to buy a garage ornament, and I want to be on the smart side of the spectrum and have a conversation with you before I end up on the stupid side of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How expensive a car? Uh, all said and done, everything, it's about $130,000. Cool. What do you make? Uh, take home, uh, with me and my wife, it's about, uh, 14,000 a month with net. So 150 grand. I don't, I don't, uh, whatever the net uh, is. Uh, that, I don't, I Probably close to 200. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, as far as debt is concerned, well, why don't you ask the question? That's okay. How much debt do you have? That's good. That's okay. How much debt? Uh, 150,000. On what? Uh, my house. Okay. And um, what's your uh, nest egg? How much money you got? Uh, I got about 800000 in retirement. I got about $430,000, um, you know, in liquid assets, I guess. Mm-hmm. I have two sons, and I have about $90,000 in each of their 529 plans. Okay. So the rule of thumb I use on uh, toys which you're at the level of toy on this. Um, yeah. And I've got some toys. So the rule of thumb I use and that I teach. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a guy. It's in my DNA. That's I okay, mean, man. I, I don't have a car payment. I, I have a Subaru. Like, I, I had enough. You're, you're going to pay cash for this toy. car, right? I'm going to do what you tell me. I mean, if you say no. no I mean, this, okay. No. If, you're, if you're not going to pay cash for it, don't do it. Number, okay. Number one rule. Okay. Number two rule is cars go down in value. Things with motors and things with wheels. Cars, boats. Sea-Doo's, their sisters. Um, I've got a bunch of things that go wooden, wooden, and I like stuff like that, but they all lose value. And so we don't want to have a general rule of thumb is you're a millionaire, okay, a little over a million-dollar net worth, um, if I understood the numbers correctly. And, um, and it sounds like you make a couple of hundred a year. The trick is we use a rule of thumb that says don't, don't buy things with cars with motors and wheels all total, including your other car, your Subaru, other stuff like that, that equal more than half your annual income because they go down, and we want to have small amounts of things going down in our life. Now, you've got an unusually high net worth. You're paying cash for this. You're probably going to violate that 50% when you buy it, okay? Matter of fact, we know you are because you make about 200 a year, and you're going to spend 130 just on this one car, and your other cars on top of that are going to put you over that. Um, normally I would say that's a no go. It kind of makes me question it here. Um, uh, a little bit. Um, what's your question? Well, I mean, I, I just don't want to put too much in things that go down in value. And I'm trying to look at the ratios of your net worth. It is like, uh, not to, you know, it is a G, it is a Nissan GTR. I don't know if you know anything about Nissan GTRs, yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're very, very, very hard to find. Yeah, they are. And if you right. go on Auto Trader or something like that right now, um, they're they're astronomically priced, even in the used yeah, market. Likelihood, and even, even if you're the new Raptor, find a new one, the new Raptor just came out, seven hundred horsepower. Um, they're running about one twenty. Okay, but okay. they're not going to go up in value. I understand. Even though they're like they're much like your Nissan that you're talking about. That yeah, I've looked at that car. It's a very sweet car. Um, 
And so, yeah, you can you can do it, but what you've got to realize is you've put a, a little bit more into a depreciating asset. Because 10 years from now, let's face it, that thing's not gone up in value. No. No. I mean, I've got a 60, a 1960 Corvette that's frame-up restoration that is fabulous, and I've had it for probably 10 years. I don't think it's gone up a dime in value. I don't think it's gone down any. But it might it might have gone up a little bit, but uh, the classic cars, some of them like that, some of them will go up a little. Or a super super rare item, you know, that you can't get, like stuff that's running off the auto auction, that kind of stuff. The rare car auctions, sometimes those will go up in value. And but I don't think your Nissan's going to qualify, and I don't think that Raptor is going to qualify for that. So anyway, all that to say, the way I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. The way I make decisions is. Am I putting too much of my asset base in things that are going down rather than up? And normally our guideline is A, pay cash, B, don't have total of more than 50% of your household income in there. Now, an exception to that would be, let's say, let's say you called in, you had $8 million in mutual funds and your household income was 100000 Well, we wouldn't hold to that 50% of the 100000 right? I see what you're saying. Because you could afford to buy the thing for 130 if you had $8 million and drive it off a cliff tomorrow, and you wouldn't even notice financially. Right. That's the point. So you're right on that. You don't have $8 million, but you got a million and a half. Probably we didn't talk about your house equity. But, um, you know, you're right on that, and you're doing great. So you're, you're not going to go bankrupt because of this. But I wouldn't go buy another one. Alex, no, no, this is this is this is it for me. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I don't drive a fancy car. Um, You're about so to, not really like that, but I just, uh, I've always liked this car for the last, you know, however many years. It's, it's, been it's out, a sweet, it's a sweet vehicle. I, I just don't want to, you know. I, I think I, I, you know, I respect everything that you say. You obviously are in the man of position uh, for a reason, so I just didn't want to, you know. Well, you, you, you see, like you, you the, get the principles I'm using. Yeah, I understand. I completely understand what you're saying. And so I, based on those principles, you're on the bubble. You wouldn't be on okay. the dumb side. <laughs> um, you know, if your net worth was 500000 I'd say don't do it. Okay. Yeah, my house is worth a pretty good amount of money, too, and I don't owe that much on the house. Like yeah. I said, I only owe 150 on the house. What's it worth? So, uh, I, I, I just had my real estate agent look at it. He said a million six, a million seven. Uh, okay, you so go. your net worth $3 million. So yeah, okay. I feel so like that, that moves that, the needle. That does move the needle. That moves it in your favor. See, you see what I'm talking about here. That's the whole thing. Right, I, I just don't. Saying. We can rationalize our butts off, and I appreciate you calling. I appreciate the spirit. You're yeah. being humble about it. You're not being smart aleck. You're not being sarcastic. You really well, did want to know. That house threw it over the edge. In my book, you're okay then. Yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm sleeping good tonight, Alexander. If you buy this this car, and I'm happy for you. And she's the one that just yelled at all of America about that's car right. payments. So just keep in mind that that's gets you true. that hundred and thirty thousand dollar car. You got he's got over two million dollars in net worth. Three, three. Yeah, well, definitely get it and get yeah. me one too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That is a sweet vehicle. Y'all look it up if you hadn't looked it up. Oh man. All right, that's, so that's the thing. And, and these numbers do change. You know, here's an example, okay? Everybody says, okay, what percentage of my income should I spend on food? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, if we give you a percentage that's true for people that make 100000 what if somebody made a million? That's right. They don't need to spend that much on food because they'd be large. <laughs> and in charge. Okay. Okay. I mean, so percent, you know. These things skew out if you have a very low income. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're, you know, very poor. 
Okay, you're just barely getting started. You have to spend a larger percentage of your income on food. That's right. So, you know, to to just meet necessities. Mm -hmm. So these things skew out, the principles that we give you skew out based on net worth, based on income being at extremes. And a $3 million net worth is an extreme Mm -hmm. in America today. The guy's very successful. Way to go, Alexander. Yeah, I'm happy for him. You know, The thing is, you just got to get these principles down. Quit buying $50,000 cars when you make $50,000 and you got no money. Right. That's just straight up stupid. That's the point of these principles, mm-hmm. and he's not even anywhere, he's not even in that on that in that same book, much no. less the same chapter or the same page. Well, that's the point, you know, Dave. We yell at people a lot for doing dumb stuff, but we're equally happy for the people who have worked hard. They've got the money. Then, yes, spend your money. Money is fun to spend. It's fun to give, save, and spend. It's fun to enjoy. It's fun to enjoy, That's and I think for, people yeah. think that we have forgotten that, but we have not forgotten that. No. It is fun to spend. No, I, I'm. I've been able to buy some of the things in my life that I always wanted since I was a little bitty kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got Mastercraft ski boats. Yeah, it's an unbelievably expensive boat, but that's when I was a little kid. And that we sounds could, like got, a fast boat. We got to ski behind the Mastercraft the first time, and we're up on the slalom course. I thought, man, if I ever, if I ever make it, I'm gonna get me a master. So I got me a Mastercraft boat. I mean, that's that. how this works, y'all. Look at that. There you go. This is the Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.